Hello and welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm James. Some of you might know me for writing for the mag as well as selling it on match days. And uh, I've just got the number 50 bus from Salford. And someone else who is from Salford is Fred Doan of Betfred. And he opened his first shop there in 1967. And they associate themselves and sponsor this podcast. Now, uh, big game for United today against Reading in the FA Cup. They should really have enough to see themselves off against the side who are not doing too well in the Championship. I know Paul Ince is coming back and he wants to prove himself against United. But I think really really Ten Hag, if he puts a full team out, there really should be no excuses for United not beating Reading today. It's going to be an interesting atmosphere at Old Trafford. Um, I know people that haven't been able to get rid of their tickets for free. The kickoff time is really strange. It's 20 to 6 on a Saturday night and uh, United are playing a game of football in, in two hours. I can't really think of many other times when that's happened. I think it's a really, real, real shame that the FA Cup is sort of being messed around with these kickoff times, but there we have it. So, going to be an interesting one today and uh, we'll see how it goes, but I'm feeling pretty confident, I must say. I'm, I hope I don't make a dick out of myself later on by saying that. Uh, if this goes to a replay, uh, I won't be too happy because United should definitely have enough to see themselves off against the team. Like I said, we're not doing too well in the Championship this season. So we're joined now by the uh, cult hero of the podcast, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> Binzi. I wish I was a cult hero. I've been called some things in my life, but never a cult hero. How do you anyway, <laughs> come on. How do you think United will get on today? Three, 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 one, four, nil, I don't know. We can't, here he is, he's the man himself. We'll do, brother. All right, right. Uh, do you enjoy United playing football on a Saturday night at eight o'clock? No, I don't, and I feel sorry for the fans who, we've got a very big fan base. A lot of them come from the South, they can't get back. You know what I mean? It's an absolute liberty, a liberty. And I, I just think United will get on the FA Cup this season, do you reckon they'll win it? We're going to win it. It's positive for you, that. Yeah, we're back now. Right. We've got a decent manager. So, were you happy after the Arsenal game? No. What, we're where? happy with Ten Hag's tactics. <laughs> he went defensive, didn't he? When we got the equaliser, he should have went at him. Try and get a winner, you know what I mean? So, what's um, what's the next away game for you? Are you going to any this season or not? No, no. I can't. You can't get tickets yeah. for United, can you? So... Where's Andy anyway? He's, uh, he's, in, he's in Spain. Oh, <laughs> it's all right for some, isn't it? It's all right for some. Joined by, what's your name, pal? Uh, ben. Ben, you're a Reading fan. Are you excited about being at Old Trafford today? Yep. So, how do you think you'll get on? 5 uh, 0 victory. Yo! <laughs> uh, Andy Carroll, all five goals. Uh, actually, maybe Shay Long, get, Shay Long get two, Andy Carroll get three. Yeah. Are you not bored of playing United? Because it seems to have played us like loads of times in the FA Cup over like the past five, six years. Uh, what, two in the last yeah. seven years? Feels like it. Ages. Um, no, it's alright. Right. And Reading this season, obviously, Paul Lintz. I know a lot of United fans are uh, interested in how he's getting on as a manager. How's he been for you this season so far? Being class, mate. Being class. <laughs> in what way? What, and why has he been class? He's giving us comments. Giving us comments, exactly, yeah. So, how's he been for you this season? Because, like, really? How's he been getting on? Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Watch him tonight. Watch him tonight. Right. Exactly. So, how many fans do you think Reading are going to bring up today? Well, we then? Only get, give them three thousand. Right. And like with uh, with everything that's going on with the trains and stuff today, how, how did you get here? Did you get on the coach? Or? No, we drove. Two hours. So, how long was that? Two hours. Two hours. Oh, yeah, we, okay. We're like we're in the middle. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's not too bad. Two hours in the tram right. here. So it's been alright. So, how do you think we got on this season? Then, do you reckon mid-table or? 
Yeah, high yeah. mid table, I reckon. Right. Stay up. Yeah. Stay up, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, because a few seasons ago, you were in the playoffs, you're doing okay, and then you just sort of you dropped down a bit, haven't you? Like, Financial fair yeah. play. Last season was pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so we're joined now. Uh, tell, the, tell the listeners your name and where you've come from. Uh, we've got Jacob from Swansea. So you've come all the way from Swansea to watch United play Reading in the FA Cup. And I know, lads, you live around the corner, you haven't been bothered. That's the dedication that United have as a fan base, right? So, what time are you going to get home tonight? Three, four in the morning. Right. Uh, so, so, why have you come specifically for this game? Well, it's the only time you can get tickets. I mean, hopefully the stadium gets bigger and there's more opportunities for season ticket holders because people would love to buy them, but it's just so hard to get tickets for United. And even especially, you were saying in Swansea, the demand for tickets is so high. But your supporters club is people are paying £10 a month and it's really hard to, to get to matches from, from South Wales. Even if you get the supporters club, it's so hard to get tickets as it is. I mean, they're not guaranteed any. So you're best off just taking your luck in a ballot or just you have to know someone really. How do you think United will get on today then? Do you reckon they'll uh, get, no, it should, be, it should be, be a good a, result? Yeah. Well, United never get a comfortable result. It'll be a grinding your teeth away and I think we'll... we'll bore us to death for 50 minutes, we'll get one and then we'll pile on the pressure then and it'll be comfortable 3-0 then. So, so why do you support United? Why, why does someone from Swansea lives all the way down in South Wales is attracted to a club that uh, is in a total different country like hundreds of miles away? Family, yeah. Father support United, you've got to follow in the footsteps otherwise you get, you get told off. Hopefully it's worth the, uh, the trip at 3 o'clock in the morning. Always, <laughs> always, always worth the trip. Alright, cheers, bye. So um, we're joined now by uh, Ian Sterling from the Manchester United Supporters Trust. And uh, in the past couple of weeks, uh, there's been uh, quite big news that the uh, Stratford end, the, the corporate tiers uh, in between the two tiers that have never been popular with match-going fans uh, have been scrapped, which is a big achievement from Most and other fan groups involved. And could you just tell us a bit how uh, that came about and how important it is to, to United's match-going culture that that's happened? I think it's a you got to have a quick recap of uh, what happened. So it was just after um, the redevelopment at Stratford End, it was around 2000, that the execs were put into the middle and there was big opposition when it happened. Um, if we jump then to 2018, we put a paper into the club called uh, Reclaim the Stratford End with a series of asks. Um, atmosphere was a big problem. Uh, the increase in average age of, of season to gold support in the ground was a big issue. Um, and the Stratford End was suffering, really. And the execs being relocated, I won't, I won't say removed because all those uh, execs are United fans as well. Um, so, but we felt that Stratford End is hard to support. It's a traditional end um, and it needed uh, to be re-established. So, this is one of a series of asks that will eventually improve the whole of Stratford End. Um, but it's important that we actually look after the people who are being moved out as well. So it's it's a big it, it, it's a uh, it's a big big proposal, and we're pleased it's happened. But it's only half the story for us as well. Um, it's about re-establishing what the Stratford End is, what it means to supporters. There's a lot of good work that's been done in there with with the atmosphere already. Um, TRA do a fantastic job there, 
where it's about creating those conditions on the whole in Stratford as well. Um, so we were pleased to hear the announcement. It came as a surprise to us that it was announced. We're pleased that the announcement has given us plenty of notice in terms of it's not something that's just going to happen when for next season. It's not going to. It's not a surprise for people when it comes to renewals at this season. Um, so we've got plenty of time to be able to consult with the club, consult with the people who uh, are in that section, because they are United fans as well, um, and make sure they're watching. Moving forward, you seem to have got uh, a more of a, a better relationship with the club in, in terms of things like that. They're actually listening to you regarding certain things. I mean, I know that the takeover is certain things regarding that that you, you can and can't say, but do you think moving forward, that's the positive thing in terms of the club are now listening to, to some of the things you have to say at least? I think there's a distinction to be made. There's improvements and progress that needs to be made for supporters. And we work with people within the club for that. Our position will never change as to the ownership and the damage it's done over the years. Uh, of what kind of ownership that we would like to see in the future. Um, but that doesn't stop us getting wins for supporters. And people confuse the two and think, well, if you're working with the club in terms of getting youth tickets for people, getting kids tickets, whether it be beer prices coming down, whether it be reclaiming the Stratford end, it doesn't mean you agree with the style of ownership or what's gone on in the past. And we will always work for the best possible deal uh, for supporters and I think over a number of years um, we've had asks and we've pushed and we've tried to represent supporters' views whether that be in the fans forum, whether that be uh, in meetings with the club, whether it be on the fan advisory board. Our position has always been to represent supporters, match going fans, United fans views as much as possible and get wins for supporters, and I think that we've done that. To put yeah. rail seats or standing into the Stretford end, you've got a sightline issue that either you've got to go all the way across or you do the corners like we did in Jaystand. And you can't do part of the Stretford end if you've got seats next to it because then they'll say that they're not able to get a sightline to the corners and so on. So that's why that was part of the important process of if we're going to actually do something radical with the Stretford end where we actually turn it back into a standing end, ultimately. I mean, that's a bit down the line, I know, rail seats, but there might be an opportunity to even have a trial for standing in there with barriers but without seats. And uh, so you can't do that unless you've got that obstacle removed. Mm. And it's unfortunate that it's a great facility for lots of proper United fans who, who want to use hospitality there and have a lounge. And so, you know, our job will be to make sure that the club look after those people and make sure that they're happy with whatever they're offered. How, how successful has it been in, in Jay since the, the, the safe standing was put in there a couple of years ago? I think it's been successful, but of course it's been, the atmosphere has been sort of diminished by the fact that a lot of people go out into the TRA section, so you've got a lot of people coming in there. So it isn't really its own section still at the moment. Uh, but I think in terms of... The people who are in there enjoying the facilities, they love it because basically it means that you can sort of move, migrate a bit. You're not supposed to, but you can migrate to a degree as long as you're not overcrowding in the rows, which means that if you've got a mate who's coming to the game and they've got a ticket in that section, they can go stand together, which, you know, it's always been one of the problems with the all-seater policy is that 
you've got mates who go to the pub together, and then when they go to the ground, they all split up. So you get atmosphere in the pub, you know, you go to the Bishop Bays and you listen to them singing, they go in the ground and they stop singing because they're all split around, you know. So I, I think that's one of the things, the benefits to me of, of standing has always been about the fact that you can gather together more than the actually standing up. It's about mobility in the section, really. I think there's an organic element as well to it. It's uh, these these things take years to build. You know, we had we had a, the issue at Old Trafford with with all seater stadiums where people split up. People started holding on to, to uh, seats at a price point because of the rise of the uh, cost of tickets, um, and that organic element kind of stops. And that's what we're trying to introduce. Trying to introduce a sense of ownership. Of, Sense of community in the stand. And I think that you know, in the the time that we've had that, there's been constant improvements. But listen, you know, what's going to be the biggest effect on atmosphere in the ground? It's going to be how we play, and that's where we've seen the big improvement this season. I think there's a, there's one measure you can use of of why and how important standing is, uh, and I think it basically is what generated the fan <coughs> politics that generated Musa and generated Charles United that then became most, all came off the back of that. You know, we were, I was a, standing on the Stretford end, they turned that into an all-seater stand, we were moved into scoreboard. Then we were sort of persecuted once they put seats in scoreboard, you know, told to sit down, and that created the kind of unity that created the fan politics that formed these organisations that are, you know, what we are today and what Amusa was, Hostage was the group we had in those days. Uh, and then we were moved up into tier two in the Stretford end into an all-season stadium. It's not appropriate. And, you know, it's amazing. Over the years, the people that I've worked with, Mark Longdon from Amusa, who said, you'll never get sit standing back. And finally, we're there. You know, it's taken a long time. But finally, we're there. And we can see uh, that that's coming in the Stretford end. And I, I th I'm quite excited about the opportunity in terms of what we can actually do if we can do that. And maybe we're a bit too old for it now. <laughs> We might be on the periphery, but you know that's what I want, and that's what I'd want if I was a, you know, 16, 17, 8 year old kid coming into the Stratford End. You want to be in there with your mates, cheap, standing, raucous atmosphere, intimidating the opposition, close to the pitch, steep, steep stands. Those are all the things that are important, I think, for generating intimidatory atmosphere for the opposition, and it's what you actually enjoy as fans, and it's that camaraderie. And I mean, you know, we had that atmosphere when we weren't winning for a long time before Fergie, but we had it because we actually were there to support each other. There was a kind of brotherhood and a camaraderie, and I think that was lost when you had this kind of sanitisation when you moved to All-Seater, yeah. and so that's why I think it's really a political issue that's important for fans to get standing back. Mm.
Stu Edwards, who uh, sometimes uh, sells for Mark. What, what do you make of that first half? Sometimes sells for Mark. <laughs> I think you'll find I've been selling it for 25 years. Um, well, tonight we've had a night off, obviously, because we had no mags to sell, but then we went out Wednesday, so a little bit weird, and a bit, little bit weird, obviously, being 8 o'clock fucking kick-off on a Saturday night. So because of that reason, I've had a few pints. Thankfully, I've had a few pints, because that first half was absolutely shite. <laughs> It's like we've gone back a couple of years. It's just bizarre. We played a really strong team against Reading, and we stood here nil-nil. Do you think that goal stood have should have stood have uh, stood or not? I've seen it. I've seen a still of it back, and I think the initial phase when Vegos laid it off to Wambazaka, he, he was lit, yeah, he, he was offside on the edge of the box. So the goal was fine. The flick on was fine. The header was over the line, but I think it was at that initial phase of play beforehand. So. But apart from that, I think we've had one shot on target. Yeah, I mean, United should have enough to see them off because they've been creating chances, but like there was opportunity towards the end with Carroll where they're just hitting United on the counter and you think if they get one of those again, then it might be a nervy sort of 1-0. Well, I didn't see that because, like I said, I've had a few pints, so I, I, I did leave to go, to go to the bog on about the 42nd minute, so I missed that, but someone told me they had, they had a bit of a chance. And that's a problem, isn't it? You know, these games, you know, FA Cup, anything can happen. We've put a strong side out, but this should this should have been game over at half-time. You know, we should have been taking Rashford off, we should have been taking Ericsson or, or Fernandes off at half-time. You know, putting Fred on, putting Ganacho on, Palestri or, you know. And we're here now, nil-nil, and, you know, it's, a, it's weird. It's like, what's going on? It's a completely different team, and, and obviously, you know, it's Saturday night, but... The last two or three games have been, you know, have been a breath of fresh air, and it's like we've gone back a few steps. It's all a bit strange.
missing the return of Marcus Rashford. And number 49, Alejandro Bernacho. Shuffle the final score, Manchester United 3, Reading 1. What's your name, Paul? Jim Ryan. Of course, no problem. Right, so United have just beaten Reading 3 1. And, Comfortable. Uh, you, you seem quite happy with the result. Oh, totally happy. Totally happy. Comfortable win. Expected. You know. Make sure we do Forest on Wednesday. And then Get to Wembley. Win our first trophy for a few years. Oh, do you think United have got a good chance of winning the FA Cup this season? FA Cup? Well, get a good draw again, not another home game. You know, fans are going to away game. You know, too many home games. What's the atmosphere? Get some away games. But yes, we'll win the League Cup, we'll win the FA Cup, and we'll get top four. That's what So a good season. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, lad. <laughs> so uh, we're here with uh, Harry. Uh, what do you make of that performance? I thought it was very good. I thought the first half was quite frustrating. I felt like we got into the good positions, but just rushed the final pass or the final finish. The second half was much more better, more engaging, more on the front foot. And once the first goal went in, you really felt that we were going to go away with it. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially at 0-0, there was a slight chance that Reading might get something from it. But then I think, like you said, as soon as the first goal went in, the floodgates sort of opened a bit. And... It was a bit embarrassing that, that Reddy managed to score with 10 men, but I think at 3-0 it was pretty much sorted. Yeah, 3-0. I thought we were going to make more of the opportunity once it went down to 10 men, but we kind of just lowered down the gears and went with the motion of the game. It was a poor goal to concede. It was just a simple header from a corner, which we've actually been quite good at defending this season compared to previous seasons where it's been a weakness of ours. So probably one to look out for in terms of switching off, but we were always in control. It, was, it wasn't really a hard-fought game, but we kind of made stuff a bit more difficult than we needed to be. Yeah, and in terms of silverware this season, obviously it's a big game against Forest on Wednesday. I mean, do you think this is a really good opportunity now for Ten Hag to get something, especially with Arsenal going out to City? There could be two trips to Wembley this season. It could be, because I do feel like that we have a chance in the FA Cup. Um, obviously, we should be in the final for the League Cup bar an absolute disaster on Wednesday. But I just feel like our squad depth isn't great fighting on four fronts, so it'll be interesting to see which trophy we kind of not sacrifice but see which one catches up and obviously we've got Barcelona in the Europa League which is probably the hardest time we could have got great game but we're going to need to play our best side and obviously we need to see who we get in the F Cup fifth round but I'm just glad that we're, we're still fighting in all competitions because we were out of all of it by this point last year. Yeah I think injuries as well that's the thing I mean Casemiro was so good again today if Phil Rashford get injured, then like, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good. And it's not good because I think Eriksen came off with a bit of an injury as well. He headed straight down the tunnel. But as I say, I feel like we've just got some momentum going now. I thought some of the players that came off were pretty good. I was, I was impressed with Mainu. He seemed to have a good relaxed shoulders on his head. Um, so he, he passed ball really well. Uh, Polistri did well when he came on. Garnacci was always direct. So there's a couple that made an impression, but. Yeah, we're going to need all of our squad if we want to do quite an awful front. Right, nice one. Cheers, Bob. Cool. Stop, nice, man. Right, so just walking back now from Old Trafford, Manchester United 3, Reading 1. Uh, pretty quiet around Salford, about quarter to 11 at night. Uh, really good performance, I thought, in the end from United. First half was a bit slow, uh, allowed Reading to get into the game more than they probably should have done. Um, 
But second half, United came out. Casemiro again, proving how important he was to United, signing him in the summer. Two goals from him and the third as well uh, to finish things off from Fred, who I thought played really well again. Definitely grown into that role this season and over the past couple of seasons as well. Definitely growing a lot more as a footballer and hopefully United get an easy run into the quarter-final in the next round and a uh, big, big game Wednesday night. And if they see Forest through, they go to Wembley and hopefully again they will in the FA Cup, maybe a semi-final or even a final. Cheers for the support as well. Uh, we actually sold out all of the mags for this issue. Uh, and there'll be more on sale for Forest for the new issue that's coming out soon. Loads of good stuff in there and you can subscribe for uh, a 10-issue sub online at uwsonline.com. And uh, once again, thanks for listening and uh, appreciate the support. See you on Wednesday. Ciao.